1: Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Rick Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got the full monty, the full crew, and we got a lot to get into. Yes, the Celtics, they keep hope alive. They win game five, force a game six. We'll dive into it, break it all down. And here from Jimmy, from Hemi. He's made a guarantee that they'll win game six. We'll talk about that. Also, Cowboys and Texans OTA updates. We'll give you some news, notes, and nuggets from that. Speaking of the NFL, oh, big news in the NFL. We talked about it, previewed it earlier this week, but DeAndre Hopkins expected to be released. And then we got to discuss who's going to be in DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. We'll talk about it and get into it. Also, GM rankings of the NFL, head coach rankings, and QB rankings. We'll do it all, all of that and more before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network he originally committed to the University of Texas but decided to forego the 40 acres had to chase his dream in the cheese Pippin ain't easy but for this man it's a breeze ladies and gentlemen Mike Hardball, hard. What's up, brother? It's a five one two Friday, baby. We are here. We got the
2: weekend off. We got Monday off, mm-hmm. Memorial Day. Thank you for everyone that has fought for our service. That has done everything. I'm born and raised on Fort Hood, Texas. My mm-hmm. grandfather was in the military. Uh, God rest his soul. But thank you for everyone that has given us the right to be able to celebrate and have that day. Off from work. Well, Amen, let me talk brother. about my Amen. man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he
1: is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Bavis. I appreciate the intro, as always. That's not to waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure that the man is underpaid. It is Patrick Davis, y'all. I also celebrated birthday yesterday. Yeah, how, was the, how was the B-Day celebration?
0: It was good. It was good. I had to, I had to watch out. Oh, a little yeah. bit, I went in and it was it was pretty quick with everybody buying me shots. So you had to watch uh, out a little bit. Yeah, man. you,
1: you, you got to realize I thought he was talking
0: about the movie. Watch out!
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's, <laughs> no he means that situation. to be, be a grown man. i I'll
0: give a shout yeah. out to to Wes and and, the, and Bar. Come and take it live because I went over there, and so I'm like two, three shots in. And he's like. All right, where we where are we going tonight? I'm like, dude, I had to drive here, so we gotta be we gotta be responsible about it. He's like, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, cause the bar's gonna buy you some and people keep buying. He's like, I just gotta mm. pace it out for you a little bit like, of my. Mm-hmm. Can y'all
2: catch me tomorrow night? Can y'all catch me tomorrow night? That's good.
0: That's adulting man, I like it. That's right. Yeah.
1: Grown, grown Welcome to stuff. the grown man status. <laughs> grown <laughs> folks <laughs> stuff. There ain't no doubt about that. Uh all right. Well, uh happy B Day again. Of course, my man Patrick, who celebrated yesterday. If you missed that, you can give him a birthday shout-out. Specs Text is the best way to do it. Five one two-three three seven three seven seven six. Uh, You also can hit us up via Twitter in the Twitterverse. Uh, My man Harge is at HardballHarge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at Davis, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, we got NBA discussion uh, to get to here, gentlemen. The Celtics, they did it. They did the damn thing. They made it a series again uh after being down a 3-0 now it is officially a series again now they've tied it 3 I uh, sorry they uh, made the series 3-2 looking to tie it in game 6 of course uh just the 15th team in NBA history uh that has forced a game 6 after trailing 3-0 and essentially controlled the game the entire game uh they never trailed and they led by at least 15 points for the entire second half until those garbage uh, buckets late mm-hmm. down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but other than that, man, the Celtics came out here uh, on a mission, and the mission was to keep hope alive and extend this series. Backs up against the wall, uh, and that's exactly what they did. They won one ten to ninety seven. Can you a little factoid before we we drop into this? We Come on, dive into it. This is freaky, man. So the Heat and the Celtics have played each other in three of the past four Eastern Conference Finals, right? The Celtics have won each game five by exactly 13 points. They've won each game five by 13 points? Is that what you just said? Yes. Guys, I will repeat. The Heat and the Celtics have played each other in three of the past four Eastern Conference finals, and the Celtics have won every game five by exactly 13 points.
2: Well, at least you know.
1: Isn't that crazy? Game One, five, what number to take?
2: 121-108,
1: <laughs> 93-80, and 110-97. Wow. <laughs> that is a freaky stat. Isn't that freaky? That and is a freaky stat. No nah, the freakier stat, the Heat have won game six in all of those. Well, in the previous, I should say. Maybe that's in why previous Maybe that's
2: why Jimmy feels so confident about the victory. Yeah, in the previous Because he might have known.
1: Yeah, but that's crazy. That, the, that the, is a crazy stat. What the hell stat. is that? That's wild. When well, that okay.
2: line last night was eight and a half, by the way. Yeah. So, and what I can remember before mm-hmm. we left, I kept Constantly saying, why are they uh, favored by eight and a half? And you said desperation. They're desperate, man. They were a desperate basketball team, and they played like their hair was on fire. They came out, they went right after them, and they made things happen. When you, when you finish the first quarter up by 15, when you go there and you're up by 15, mm-hmm and it looks like the other team just isn't moving as fast as you, that was a big step for them to be able to put their foot on their throat and be able to push the lead a little bit more. You know, they were up by 15 and left by 17. So you sit there and you look at it you're like, man, this is this is a
1: big move
2: by these guys. But it was a, an important move for what they were up against.
1: No, it was, and once again, you know, we talked about it yesterday, but three-point shooting was a big reason why the Celtics were able to win Game 4. They shot 40% with 18-45 in this game. Once again, over 40%, and that's been the real key in the series. We talked about it yesterday as well. The first three games of the series, the Miami Heat were shooting a ridiculous 47% from three-point range, and they have cooled off significantly. Like mm-hmm. I said yesterday, there's no way they were going to be able to sustain that. They have not sustained that, and it's now kind of swung the series. Uh, so three-point shooting being a big issue uh, in this series, or at least a big factor, I should say, more or less, in this series. And now Celtics, uh, they are <clears throat> uh, basically now 38-2 and two when they shoot uh, at least 40% from three-point range.
2: And it's so funny because the shooting percentage was... 41% for Boston and 39% for for Miami but the fact of the matter was they took more. They were 16 of 39 and Miami was 9 of 23. So hmm. it's more about okay, how many more shots can we get up? If you get 15 more I mean 16 more shots up, there's a difference in a ball game right there but they they weren't getting second chance shots either. There was another part of it. When they, when they missed, they missed, and they never got another chance to tip the ball out where they can get a, a, another uh, extra pass. They weren't being able to do that. D- Boston, to your point yesterday, Rod, you said was a desperate basketball team, and that's exactly how they played. They went in and they did their job, and we talked about it yesterday. That, that Robert Williams being on that, on that court makes a huge, huge difference every time he's out there.
1: Yeah also something that was big was uh the kind of the live ball turnovers mm-hmm. The, I think the Celtics only – they forced 16 total turnovers. At least I should say the Miami Heat had 16 total turnovers. But 13 of those – and they had nine in the second half, by the way. 13 of those were live ball turnovers. Mm. That's the second most they've had in a game this season. Usually that's associated with transition buckets and being able to get out uh, in transition. The Celtics, just to give you uh, a little number, prior to uh, Game 5, they were minus 14. In live ball turnovers, yep, in the first four games of the series, so they a lot of things have just flipped. Three point shooting has flipped. The live ball turnovers has flipped. Uh, shows you that the Celtics have uh, really increased their intensity and they're engaged now, both ends of the floor a little bit differently, uh, and they're they're confident. Dumb. um this it, it, is this shows you how confident they are. Uh, Jalen Brown, we have the sound of Jalen Brown. This is in the post game. It's brief, but it just shows you kind of the, how how the Celtics are feeling now that they've made this a real series. and it's 3-2. Here's Jalen Brown in the post game.
0: Tonight we were the tougher playing team. Um, we set this on from start to finish, and uh, we had a great team win. We hit shots, and they let us get two. Uh, so don't let us get another one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They let us get two. Don't let us get another one because then it's, then it's their series. They, they believe it's their series. Right now, all the momentum is on Boston's side, and they believe it's their series. You guys have remarked about how – Cocky and confident they were when they made it 3 1. Right. It was like, what y'all, why y'all, you know, getting engaged in the crowd and talking oh, snaps to the crowd? Out. Like y'all know something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe as a team, they did know something. Yeah, they maybe knew they something for those something. two games. You know, momentum's on their side. Yeah. Momentum's on their side. Um, Grant Williams was in the post game too. Um, and uh, this is actually pretty funny because while he's speaking in the post game, this actually doesn't have. It's not that great. It's not that insightful or anything. But I just thought it was funny because in the post game, he's speaking to a reporter, and <laughs> Jalen Brown and Al Horford walk by him, and they, you know, usually you give a cele- celebratory just kind of smack on the butt. You know, boom, all right, uh, and that's all right. You, you don't do it to be aggressive, all right. You can hear how hard they slap him.
0: <laughs> on the rear end, and he he says, "Ouch!" The second time, the first time he kind of. Oh no, he says, "Ouch!" The first time, uh, the second time he has to stop himself from cussing. Yeah,
1: okay, okay yeah, play, play the audio.
0: <laughs> we heard some Celtics and Seven chants as well. What was the energy like in the building? The energy was
2: tremendous. Um, we got to do our job to make sure we get it back here. That's number one goal. Uh, take care of the next game, one game at a time. We can't look too far ahead. Ouch! And um, make sure that we God. good job, Grant. Um, We got to make sure we take this one game at a time and make sure that we um, just make sure we stay together, honestly. Get get some work on that. Thank you, Grant. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought she was gonna say, uh, "Go yeah. ice it."
1: Oh man, because they yeah. were
2: they were smacking Come him. on,
1: man. It's yeah. supposed to be. No, honestly, you... it's not. When you, no joke about this, because guys, I don't, I still don't know where the butt slap comes from in sports, but it is a thing. Yep. And I've seen it in male and female sports. I've seen women do it. Me and that it's a thing. And yep. I've seen it more in male sports than I've had in women's sports, but I've seen it in both. And I don't know why it's still something that has been able to be. Transcend through time, but I don't know when and where it started. That would be a great deep dive for some thirty for thirty. I well, want to know what oh, the biggest the, story is it ain't ended. It, it, ain't, <laughs> no, it ain't going nowhere. No, the younger generations yes. have still embraced. how ah, we slap it. and yeah. it's so weird because, like I said, I remember being, I remember having you know a good game and getting slapped on the butt a right. lot, and I'm like, I'm it's, yeah, sorry. It's right. I think it's fun. I've done it too. Yes, because you've done it. You mess with people. I know why I've done it. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be doing it.
2: Oh, it's just it's natural. It's part of the group thing. Why I know natural, sometimes. How? Sometimes you you look at it and you're like, all right, man, that's cool. Way to go, man. Yeah. Boom. And then you just keep it moving. I, but but I then do- there's some you're like, oh, he's on video right now. I'm about to light him up. I know. Bow!
1: But it, it is a weird thing now to be a married man and do it often to my wife, as she is also. <laughs> way to go, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to show up, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, good job, like, laundry. To hey, good job. That encouragement still there. I'm like, love hey, the way is- you cut that grass, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's what. Now it's, I'm having a tough time trying to reconcile. It's just weird because I still do it, but now I now just do it to my wife. She's my teammate. Yeah, she I, is. It's, it is. She's your captain. <laughs> I mean,
0: it seems like it's one of those things where it's like, what's the way I can? If they're not volunteering for a high five or something like, so it's a one way. It is. Pat. You're right. Where can I pat them? That's not more awkward than that. But you're like nowhere on the front. No yeah, fucking. padding, like the, the, the stomach on the yeah. chest. That's that. Yeah. So it's like you're like, all right, but well, I guess lower back's weirder somehow <laughs> than that. I don't know. I think it just ends up that it was just like, look, that's where my hand is. This was gonna happen. <laughs> oh
1: man, I'm saying it'd be like I said, somebody do the the history, the, the history <laughs> deep dive on the rabbit hole down it because I don't, I have no idea where it came that, from, that, but it, it had not gone away. I thought it was like an old school thing, but now it's still that seconds, alive that second smack
0: from. for him. He raises up like his. If you watch the video, he literally goes up Yeah, get on them tippy toes. You get that tippy toe slap. Exactly. Yeah, that's that tippy toe one. uh,
1: That was extremely aggressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's It's what happens when you're in Boston too long, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was all in love, though. I mean, it's all like, hey, man, it's celebratory stuff. You did a great job. Let me uh, show you uh, how much I appreciate you by giving you a nice (laughs) slap on the butt. It's Get that flamethrower. As I've seen it in almost every sport, too. Like, it just, it has transcended all sports, and it doesn't matter, male or female, and still all through time. It's got to be, it's got to be damn near going on 70, 80 years of the butt slap. You got to be.
2: Yeah, because it's not not something. It was doing it in the 60s. Yeah, they weren't even thinking about it back then.
1: Uh, who's the first one? We gotta find this out.
0: I would like to know. I like that. I like that. Pose that question. I want to know where wanna, did
1: I, it start at. Where did it start? Did we have film? I mean, we like, know
0: we know Dusty Baker's at near the beginning of the high five. He was part yes. of it? Yes, so Dusty need did So we didn't ask Dusty that.
1: Baker what they what they butt slapping in his uh, when he first got to the big to the to the big show.
0: Well,
2: you know, everybody was kind of tough guys then. You know, they were like, I no, know I'm you can't when do did that. it exactly? But yeah. I think
1: they were doing it ironically. Yeah, and just like Jimmy Butler. I, he ironically started loving country music because he used it to taunt his teammates and troll them and then said, you know what, this is damn good music, actually. This is this is fantastic. It
2: is outstanding music. Right. It Jimmy is.
1: Johnson? Yeah,
2: Tommy Thompson.
1: Tommy Thompson? <laughs> and my
2: best friend Bo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's where it started. They were like these kind of, they, they were really being kind of ultra masculine, alright? Yep. Yep. Probably you know, borderline you know misogynistic and then they decided ironically they were going to do it and it caught great on Great point. I want to know the first team that did it. I would love to know the it's first team that decided we butt slapping. And, and, and winning the mail, you know, we, for the most part, we are now becoming progressive enough where homophobia is not like rampant. Right. But at one point it was, we must admit in our society, all right? In some places it still is.
0: Very but, true. And, Very we, true. And, it, and
1: we decided we were just going to butt slap back in the 50s. and the, When did it start? When uh, did it start?
0: According to a quick Google search, it's saying around 1973. That's when the bus slap started. That is what they're saying. Oh. On a quick Google, so they're search. saying
1: fifty years of the bus slap.
0: Yeah. Do they say the first? Uh, they said it was Penn State, the oh. Penn State football oh, 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 team. No. Oh, Take that, my headset that, off, man. Not I'm true. done for today. I'm out of here. It oh, not true.
2: I am done they for said. the day. It was Penn State football oh, team. No, no way. way.
1: They are. That is no. They that is some. Is that Wikipedia? That's on, on Google. I think it's somebody trolling, man. That's not no. That cannot be yeah, I can true. Man. I will refuse to believe that is also around the time that I believe <clears throat> the beginning of the <clears throat> yeah some this, yeah, this yeah. scandal that we will not discuss because it's so disgusting. Wow!
2: I cannot believe that.
1: Oh, you now I feel bad for bringing up the subject.
2: Yeah, I'm sitting here now. I'm like,
1: oh, I'm already over
2: this conversation.
1: (laughs) I cannot (laughs) believe that. My mind is blown. And good. let's go back
2: to Dusty
0: Baker with the high five. Go back
1: to Dusty (laughs) Baker.
0: Wow! Oh my goodness!
1: I cannot believe that's that. No. Okay. Yeah,
0: that is a quick Google search will tell you.
1: (laughs) I for the first time I wish you had not Googled that. Yes. Um. All right. Yeah. Because oh. In the, since we're on the subject You know one of my f- Final five schools Was Penn State Oh yeah I Don't remember this at all My father claims that I I spoke with Sandusky That wouldn't surprise me I don't really remember this You said he remember You probably
2: me. You probably don't remember
1: Because he was like the DC Around that time So it doesn't make sense And maybe I just Blocked it out I think They we... were one of my Final five schools <sighs>
2: So I did speak with people. How was your trip to Happy Valley?
1: Listen, that's not discussing you. State
2: this. College. No. I never, I've been there. I, 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 played, I, I, better, I played in the Eastern <laughs> League. So we
1: were around Penn State quite I, a bit. I actually never made it up there, thank the Lord. Okay. Yes. I, that was not I, I dismissed them from the list before I made it up there. Okay. I took four of my visits, but not that one.
2: Whew. Okay. See? See uh, that divine intervention? My... <laughs> divine intervention, dog. Of course you. Yeah, of state. course. Some
1: say they thought Patrick was making a joke, and I guess they looked. At him yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh wow. Yeah. By the
0: way, I just said 1973 for a reason, but I'm not a liar. So when you asked, I was like, yeah, I don't need to. I'll leave this part out that I said that where it said it was from. Oh, and, um, I
1: can't believe. I, I apologize. I did not know where that was going guys. I, yeah. you know, that just I just opened. Wow. I, I I pulled that. We pulled that clip, and then I. Went down that. But I should have Googled it before so I could have uh, nixed that
0: as a topic Yeah. Show. Hey, Well, it's good to know that we're never doing that again, are we? Never. <laughs> no.
1: And I good to know. That's why nobody has discussed that because they probably Googled it, though. They probably Googled right. it and it
2: was like, that's a nah, non-starter. this going to work for me today.
1: <laughs> we not this talking, is no, not
2: going to be that's it. That's
1: where it started? Oh, oh, no. We can't. No. Oh, wow. That might get yeah. canceled. If people actually know where it started, they might cancel the butt slap. Yeah. We might never see it again in this cancel culture era if they know where it came from. Where it originated. My goodness. Wow. Can we just hear from Jimmy Butler to cleanse our palate? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Start, start, start a new. Start Let's again. start over. Uh, oh, man. Okay. See, bad taste. Okay, so Jimmy Butler in the postgame, he was uh, asked about the performance of the Miami Heat the last two games, of course, because they were up 3-0 now. We have a series that is 3-2. Uh, here is Jimmy Butler calling his shot Babe Ruth style.
0: Jimmy, your guys are still leading 3-2. You have a home game to close it out. What's the sense after being up 3-0, then losing two in a row by a combined 30 points in the locker room from you? What's the mindset now where the series stands? We just got to play better,
2: um, start the games off better on the starters, um, make it more difficult for them. They're in a the rhythm since the beginning of the game, but we're always going to stay positive
0: knowing that we can and we will win this series. Um, and we'll just have to close it out at home. Jimmy, to follow up on that, why is it that your confidence and the group's confidence remains so high given the way
2: the last two games unfold? Because the last two games are not who we are. It, it, it just happened um, to be that way. And we stopped playing defense halfway because we, we didn't make shots that we want to make, but that's easy correctable. We just got to come out and play harder from jump. So, like I always say, um, it's going to be all smiles. We're going to keep it very, very, very consistent, knowing that we are going to win the next game.
1: All right, guys. That's, J- that's my man Jimmy Hemi saying Hear me. they will win game six. Okay. They will win game six. Well, all right.
2: All I right. mean, I need you to because that's- I'm sitting here talking about y'all... Y'all are the ones that are going to beat them. And here we are going another game, going another game. I thought this was going to be a sweep. This should have been a sweep. But, Rod, you brought up all the numbers yesterday and how it breaks down and how you sit there and you say all the numbers state that Boston should be winning this series. This series should be over Boston style. So is this the time for them to, boom, get get to that point where they're starting to get hot? The They have to be hot to get to the next round, but is this one of those moments where it's like, all right, we can go on a run and win, what, eight games in a row?
1: I mean, they, they're they great in elimination games, yes. right? I believe Boston – So every this, game is an elimination now. Yeah, this offseason, they're 4-0. Oh, sorry, this offseason, this, bo- this postseason, yeah. they're 4-0 oh in elimination games. They've been great with their backs up against the wall – and yeah I mean it hasn't been a lot of teams uh in NBA history that have been down 0-3 and been able to force a even a game 6 <laughs> which they are uh in right now about to do. So it's right now I think all the momentum is on Boston's side and if Jimmy guarantees a win, I am inclined to Agree with Jimmy. If Jimmy's get, how often does Jimmy guarantee a playoff? Jimmy guarantee wins. He talks about trash and smack. He guaranteed it twice.
2: He did. Yeah.
1: He said, We will win game six.
2: He's in there like Joe Namath. He's letting you know it's time to go. And the fact, too, they're back. <laughs> Are they back in Miami right now? Yeah. yeah. That's why. He wants everybody there. It's the weekend, Memorial weekend. They know that there's going to be a party going on. Come on down here. We're about to get this dub and tear this whole place up.
1: Yeah, I uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see because Boston's got all the momentum. But like I said, J- Jimmy seems determined. Playoff yep. Jimmy seems determined, and I don't know if you want to pick against Playoff Jimmy when he he sees guaranteeing wins. That's the uh, I'm gonna stick with Jimmy Butler on this one. They should have already closed the door on this Celtics team. Agreed. They've given them life now, uh, but. You know, it's own it, and Jimmy Butler under. I mean, he had a bad. I'm say it's a bad game, but for, he for Jimmy Butler, game, yeah. Yeah, he, he was five or ten, yep, fourteen points. Um, you Fourth know, this, quarter he set out a lot. That's true because the game was out of hand. He he actually was he was averaging eighteen isolation possessions per game in the first four games, and in this game he ended up with just three isolation plays. And his plus Three. minus
2: his plus minus was minus 24. Yeah, he, he was not being aggressive. He was not being aggressive. And that's yeah. the difference, right? We were talking about the other night how Jason Tatum decided, I'm about to get to the rim as much as I possibly can. I'm about to be aggressive. He has some spectacular dunk plays. But then you look at what Jalen Brown was able to bring to the table. Derek White showed up. That's the other part of it. Derek White showed up for them. Yes, he, he was did. a huge part of their success mm-hmm. yesterday, and even Marcus Smart. So you look at who was the the top go-getters, it was two dudes that normally aren't the guys that you lean on to to be your heavy lifters. They were it last night. Mm-hmm. They got the complimentary pieces. From, it sounds funny, but complimentary pieces from uh, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, both of them with 21 points each. But you look at what Marcus Smart and Derek White; those were the two factors.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, but I can't wait for the game this weekend. Oh man, you talking about now drama? Yep. It is that is great. And, that, and you're you're the NBA, Jimmy Butler, and you know, and his theatrics, and looking at Boston now with their comeback so far to make it a three two series. They've saved the the conference finals for the NBA. Yeah, because that Western Conference Finals. Was a dud. <laughs> that was dud. Man. It was terrible. And now because we had moments, though. Yeah, yeah, we had moments, but the Nuggets. Yeah, you're right. They were They were competitive games, but a sweep is a sweep. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good for for the NBA. They need some drama. They need. Yeah, know, it is funny because like
0: there's not really been that many. I don't. was there. Has there been any competitive games in this series? Mm. So there's not any games that you go, man. That was mm. a great game. Not really. But they, at least there's now competition. Whereas there was three good games in that Den- in the Denver Lakers series. They just all went to Denver.
1: That's a great point. You're right. I, I, <laughs> this is a better series, but that's that, that, those that was were better, better games. games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I agree with that. Uh, okay, let's go uh, to the break. We'll get to some Cowboys and Texans OTA update, uh, updates coming up next segment uh, for the Cowboys. i got a bunch of different stories that I want to get to, so we'll do kind of a, a scatter shooting thing with the uh, Cowboys. But with the Texans, there's one— topic and one uh, report that I want to get to from the Texans. We'll get to that as well. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's my man Patrick, plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick?
0: This is Hector Ward and the Big Time. They are playing tonight at Saxon Pub. I like that. Uh, all right I used to say live music capital of the
1: world and then I I learned that Patrick does not like that so. not,
0: I don't it's not that I dislike it it's, there's no. musicians that really dislike it okay, like, also, I, there are some people that really dislike yeah, it so, but yeah it wasn't a it was never a phrase that musicians were like we're that they embraced it yeah, yeah it was always more of like you say that in spite of giving, like, you don't want to give us money. And you're like, no, we're helping you out because it's a live music capital. Can you play for free? Yeah. Dude. That's why it's a live music capital. Everybody play for free. Yeah. No, no.
1: Uh, no, I agree with you on that. So if it's 512 Friday, I don't want to disrespect some of the artists. We'll just say the ATX. No doubt yeah,
0: about it. I can say it's the, some of the greatest live music you will see in the world. But that does not make it the live music. It doesn't have a cool tagline. Yeah. <laughs> cool That's tag true. Line. The other one that
1: got kind, of, kind of flows, kind of, you it it know what I mean? It just kind of rolls off the tongue there. Uh, All right, let's get into some uh, Cowboys and Texans OTA uh, updates here. All right, so let's talk the Texans because there's only one story that I want to bring up with the Texans. And I got it from uh, their beat reporter, uh, John Crumpler. He does a really good job. Uh, So he claims that C.J. Stroud uh, is the only first-round quarterback uh, taking snaps with the twos in OTAs. He hasn't taken any snaps with the ones at all. Hmm. He said, "We'll see how long that lasts." But um, yeah, I mean, all the other quarterbacks have at least split some time, and they've had some time with the ones.
2: I don't. I don't look too much into it. Okay. I don't. I'm not gonna beat it up or say that this means one thing or the other. We knew that Davis Mills coming into it was probably gonna be the the heir apparent. For right now, mm-hmm. until CJ Stroud can go in there and get his work in. Just because it's in OTAs, don't mean it's going to be like that when the season starts. Yes, so, of course. Yeah, yes. so why I, not start, I don't read why, too why, much into I it. I know, but the, the other quarterbacks are already splitting time with the ones. Why not They let them do it? They might have been way worse, a lot of them. Because if you think about some of the other ones, I think Anthony Richardson, I know he's splitting time right now, but he may not even be the starting quarterback.
1: I know, but I'm just, I, it seems that. And maybe because they're offensive coaches. Could it be that? you got D'Amico Rimes who's a defensive coach in society. Everybody on my squad will have to earn everything, and he has more of a defensive approach, whereas the other coaches are offensive coaches, so they're offensive-minded, and they want to build a team and build a roster and build a system around a quarterback, whereas D'Amico Rimes is just trying to – build a team yeah he's trying to build his entire culture everybody's got to earn everything everybody's got to earn it uh it's it's all about meritocracy so uh the best man for the job who earns the job will get the job and so i'm not saying that one way is better than the other but i do think it's a distinction between a defensive-minded coach trying to build a team and trying to construct a new culture and the offensive-minded coaches who are like "No, no no this is all about the quarterback. The yep. quarter. We will build. We will start with the quarterback and build around that. And D'Amico Rond is like, no, no. We will start with principles, and then we will build around those. Quarterback get fit in. Get in where you fit in. Which these days is kind of risky, actually.
2: It is. <laughs> it is. Just, and I had this conversation about points just today, and somebody was talking about the fact that they were like, "Well, you got to make sure that you have this, or you have to." No, people are scoring points. Defense does win championships. But you have to score to win. Mm-hmm. So however you're going to do that is whatever it's going to be. But that is a huge move. And for D'Amico Ryans, he's he's building culture now. Mm-hmm. So he's, like you said, he's coming in there and letting everybody know, yeah, we're going to work hard. We're going to earn it. You, you, hey, you're, you're our guy eventually, but take it from him. Don't walk in thinking you're going to be our starting guy. Take mm-hmm. it. Make us take notice and say, you know what? He mm-hmm. needs to be working with the first team. Maybe they're helping him with the second team. He's going with the second team and going against that first team defense where it's becoming a little bit faster for him. That, so I, there I, could that. be a lot of things that play into that part of it. Because like you said, D'Amico seems to be like an old school coach.
1: He is. I I, I think and this is why I, I, I could argue devil's advocate on the side of D'Amico Ryan's. The truth is, you don't know if CJ Strauss is gonna be the guy. Right. So to build a culture around a player and to build a team around a player. Who you don't know is gonna be, you know, the franchise quarterback on the face of the team, that could be ill advised. Yeah, That could be counterproductive if he turns out to be a dud, which hey, it happens. What fifty percent of the time with, with those quarterbacks pretty much a coin toss in the first round. Yep. And so he's trying maybe you can argue he's trying to build a culture from the ground up, more in an old school way, that isn't so dependent and isn't so centric around the quarterback because if he does that, then they can have success in spite of. Right. The quarterback. Yeah. And if he is a dud, you know what? Hey, man, that's all right. We got a Case Keenum who's been a star in this league, who's won some games. Hey, we can go out there and win some damn games with Case Keenum. For cause, sure. But we, you know, we got a good culture, and we built the roster not around C.J. Stroud. We built it around certain principles, certain core principles. Right. So I, I could argue either side. Listen, there are plenty of ways to skin a cat fish, we know. There we go. Um, sure you put that Exactly. Out there. So I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just making the distinction, just throwing observations yeah. pretty much. Uh, okay, so that's the Texans update. Cowboys OTA updates. There are a bunch of them. Uh, so the first-team offensive line without Zach Martin because he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, so they don't even need to see Zach Martin uh, in basic OTAs such as this. So the first-team line was Tyron Smith at right tackle, Josh Ball at right guard, Tyler Biotish at center, Matthew Forniuk um, at left guard, and Tyler Smith at left tackle.
0: Mm.
1: They're trying about put their best five offensive line on the field. Their best five offensive line, five offensive line excuse me. Um, it includes Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, and uh hell, Terrence Steele, I'm sure, will be thrown in there. Terrence Steele
2: needs to be in there because I right? think he's earned that. I think mm. Terrence Steele has earned the right to have that opportunity until somebody takes it away oh, from no him. Oh, no
1: doubt. And I think he did. I think there, I think it's an injury thing or something yeah. like that as to why what's happening here. But I think you're I think you're, you're gonna have Tyron Smith. Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele, B. Oddish, of course, and Zach Martin. I think that's your best five. Now, where do they all fit? Tyler Smith will probably end up going to guard if you want Tyron Smith out there, right? Or Terrence Steele out there. Just, it depends on what you want and what your you know different combination is. I think that's your best five, though.
2: I, I I would agree with that. And yeah. I you know you talked about Zach Martin. He's Hall of Fame all day, every yeah. day, and twice. <laughs> On every Sunday, Mm -hmm. you sit there and look at Tyler Smith, most importantly, Tyron Smith, because his health is going to be the biggest part of it. How are they going to work him back into it? He made some adjustments, did some different things as he came back. But when you start to really, really break it all down and seeing what is going to be the most productive lineup, I think you definitely have to have Terrence Steele. And I can't believe I'm saying that from a guy that was undrafted. Mm-hmm. But he came in and worked and he oh, did yeah. what he needed to do. And the rumor has it you can't lose your job from injury.
1: What? But you can make it stressful. I don't know if that's real anymore. Is that That's not the I case think a anymore. Lot, a lot of people still, still live by that code. That's too old school, man. Yeah, you know, I agree. People lose their job all the time because of injury. It's just it. It's just why. Hey, that's just the you know the football gods. Yep. If the guy in front of you is more productive, l- go look at ask, you know, Trey Lance or hell Jimmy Garoppolo before him. Right Brock, now, Brock, Brock Purdy's Pur- about
2: to go through it now. Exactly. It is he going to gonna get his job back though? Yeah. They said he's going to be the one to to if when he comes back, they look at him as their starting quarterback. It happens but, to everybody. You get hurt,
1: your yeah. job's on the line. Sorry, that's yeah. just three. That's in okay. nature me. of, the for, the record, part of it. for the record, for the record,
0: Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. So one of them is going to lose their job due to injury because Trey Lance lost a job due to injury. <laughs> <Exactly>. Right. <laughs> so he was he was going to be the starter until he got hurt. Yeah, right. And then so now that he's healthy, technically, if we're going by that, he is the starter yeah. again because Brock Purdy was replacing him.
1: I know, exactly. That rule applies. Tom, we never see Tom Brady the goat. Yeah. Because Drew Bledsoe would have got his job back. Like, yeah, no, that would have been the
0: oh, worst he tried <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he Drew, tried.
1: You ain't getting your job back, Drew. Sorry, Drew.
0: Drew you said I'm go going elsewhere. I'm going elsewhere. Good for you, Drew. Go elsewhere. Yeah. I'm, gonna I'm gonna gonna go. getting your job. Brett Favre, too. Remember <laughs> Masc- <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to Dallas. But if I get hurt there, there won't be anybody to take over, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Tony Romo, that's what I'm saying. So it's honestly, that's uh, I, I don't know if that yeah, you're right. Some people maybe they're still they're so old school they still stick by that, and no. good for them. But most of the coaches I know, I lost my job, so uh, I, I I never had a job because of injury. <laughs> Nobody lost a job. I never had a job. I never had a like a starting job or anything like that. I right. just said uh, like, I lost jobs actually as on teams because I couldn't stay healthy. It's a big part of it. It
2: definitely is a big um, part.
1: of okay, it. Okay, getting back to the Cowboys here. Uh, no Trevon Diggs out there. Um, so I'm sure that they got some reason for it, but that they, they haven't uh, dis- discussed it. It's not anything serious or anything like that. Some of these guys aren't out there because it's OTAs. is not that serious yet. Uh, they don't need to see much from right. them. Nation Wright uh, was opposite of Stefan Gilmore, and Deron Bland was in the slot. Uh, how about this? Uh, Kelvin Joseph, boss man, Fats. Nickel. Working nickel and safety. Yeah. According to Bobby Belt.
2: I'm just trying to get out there, coach. Whatever you need for me. I got to figure out a way. And, and, and they are, too, trying to figure out a way because of the fact that they gave him money because they drafted him high. Second round. They need to make sure we're going to give ourselves – we talked about this yesterday. High draft pick, you're going to get every opportunity until we just exhaust every bit of it. And that's where he's at right now. Okay, we've used you on special teams. You got forced into action before, and it didn't go well for you. Then we put you in another spot, and it's still not looking good for you. This is it for you, buddy. We're going to give you one more shot at it. We're going to try to find another spot for you. If this doesn't work out for you, go back to rapping.
1: Uh <laughs> go back to go rapping. Go back to rapping. Um yeah. I mean I hope he didn't hope he hopefully he didn't give up rapping. Both uh, men Fats. Yeah. So I like a, I like he, that nickname as a rapper.
0: He
2: needs to do a duet, uh what, uh cameo. Let's do a cameo, not a duet. <laughs> with uh, Dame Diller I mean Dame oh, uh Lillard.
0: I think Oh like, uh, no, he needs to be on the Jimmy Butler country album. Oh. <laughs> that might be true too, because he is a cow. I'm boy. not
1: gonna lie, I never liked the country hip hop crossover. Collabos. Not a Cowboy Troy fan? I was going to say no. Cowboy no. Troy. That's what it is. You know did. Cowboy no. Troy you know, with T- T- I don't mind them fusing. I think he was
0: here with Rod. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it was around that time, yeah. Yeah, I, you I you might be right so. about
1: that. I don't mind them fusing the genres. I just don't like when a hip-hop artist and a country artist do a song together every now and then. But, you know, Nelly's been doing this for I was going to say, Nelly's too. been doing it for a while. Um, LL Cool J did it as well, too. I think Accidental Racism was the song. Yeah, Accidental
2: yeah. Racist. yeah, a yeah, terrible song. It's one of my Favorite. I listen to it all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't like especially that, when I'm driving. I like the fusion more than anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you're totally right, Harsh. I mean, they basically because they drafted him so high. Uh, you know, if you're a Cowboys exec, um and Will McClay, you're thinking, man, this makes me look really bad. <laughs> if I, if this guy, we get nothing in return on that investment. That would right. draft this guy real high in the second round, and then basically gave you no solid reps as a starter ever. Was unreliable even as a backup. As a backup, couldn't contribute on special teams really. And then you end up having to cut him um, out of nowhere just because you know what we—he's a—he's a waste of a roster spot. We're just yep. wasting a spot on him to get the money. We're wasting a roster spot on this guy. Ding ding. Uh, so I think that's why. Like, no, can you can you add depth at the nickel slot or the? Uh, can you add? depth up that safety, that would be much better than just cutting him. Because yeah, it and they're
2: trying to change the rules right now about special teams. So now you're even more limited on him.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, I didn't even think it. you're right. Yeah, you're even less valuable than you were before. Exactly. Uh, so I, mean, I, I think I, honestly, I wonder if he'll make the roster.
2: That's why they're giving him every I really opportunity do.
1: now. I really wonder if he'll make the roster, guys. Because uh, I mean, we got to go that look at all my, the DBs they have. But that was my original thought. I didn't know if he
2: was going to make it through this year, this past season, because of the fact that he was not playing at a very high level at all. Yeah. Every opportunity he had was not a good look all around. So that's
1: why I was kind of like, wait a minute. What's going to be able to happen now? No, I'm I'm with you. We'll have to dive into that. we got plenty of time. But that's an interesting conversation out there, moving him around a little bit. All right, last little nugget here from Cowboys OTA Updates. Uh, Linebacker pairings. Uh, first uh, linebacker pairing, Leighton Vanderesh Esch and Damone Clark. Uh, then Jabril Cox and Malik Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Some love there. Uh, they said, and Michael Parsons did take some snaps at off-ball linebacker, uh, doing some of the drills and walkthroughs. So I am shocked. He's not totally, uh, e- e- you know, uh, emancipated himself from the off-ball linebacker spot, uh, as uh, Dan Quinn mentioned uh, in the off Okay, let's. Uh, we'll get to the DeAndre Hopkins thing. We want to devote more time to it, so it's in the top of the four o'clock. So coming up in about ten minutes, we'll get to DeAndre Hopkins being released and who's going to be in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. We previewed this story actually earlier this week, uh, and turns out, yep. uh, has sooner rather than later, uh, the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes is kicked off. So we'll get into that coming up at the top of the four o'clock. We got the flex on the other side. Hard just got some updates for you. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred the horn. Right here on 1049 The Horn. 512 Friday. That's when Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings, that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick?
0: This is the Bourgeois Mystics, and they're playing tonight at the parish. It's
1: a good name. It's a great name. Bourgeois. Bourgeois, Bourgeois Mystics. Damn, that's, good. that's smooth. I keep wondering. Like I it's I would love to see a documentary, and it could just be literally. 90 seconds with every band, and it probably should have been something that started like 10, 15 years ago. It's gotta be like a am talking about. It's a a long, it's a five. Maybe it don't have to be a five, 10 year project. Maybe you just do parts of it. You do part one, part two, and you just go around and talk to bands across the country. And I just need your quick, quick story on the genesis of the name. Yeah. That's it. Quick one. 90 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. I just want to see if there is a common thread. Because the names are so creative. I love it.
0: Yeah. Bourgeois I always, mystics. I always did love Dave Grohl talking about the Foo Fighters. He was like, yeah, if I knew I was still going to be in the band like 20 years later, I would have chosen something else.
1: <laughs> i chose what his name on the band or something? But no, but he was just like, he was just
0: like it's kind of a stupid name that <laughs> well, we just did. Because yeah. we were like, I'll probably do like an album. Yeah, and so right, just right, right. this we'll thing. Because most bands don't stay and together that long. Yeah. And they don't make it big. And you're like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Yeah, now we've been going strong. In one of the biggest rock bands the last 20, 30 years. I guess we gotta stick with it now, but yeah, there you know is
1: no changing. That's true, but it's so it's well known though. Like everybody knows that band name. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I've always been curious about that. Five One Two Friday always brings that curiosity out in me. But thanks to my man Patrick working hard after his birthday, by the way. Had a birthday yesterday, um. So he's working hard day after his birthday for a five-one-two Friday. All right, uh, the flex FLXATX.com, flxatx, and all of your social media platforms. Howard, right, you got some updates for the people.
2: I do. I'm sitting here right now looking at the mm. Westlake Chaparral's game as they're taking on Eagle Pass last night. They got a chance to win. They were they won the game seven to two in Eagle Pass, and now they are up. Right now, four to nothing in the top of the seventh inning. If they win this, the series is over. If they lose this game, they um, will play again right after the game. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be, hopefully, they're moving on to the next round. Rouse won yesterday, four to two. They're continuing to move on. They have games again. I think their next game starts at four o'clock today. And uh, by the way, Taylor, the Taylor Ducks won again. They keep it moving, dog. They keep it moving. Central Texas is trying to represent as we continue to move on. So big games are being still played, and we might have a representative. Mm -hmm headed to the state tournament, too. so. All
1: right. Uh, also, don't uh, forget, go to FLXATX.com. They have the schedule up there for the 7-on-7 seven seven tournament this weekend at Westwood. Um, so you can go check that out as well if you want to go attend those festivities. So FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Also, the Wednesday Night Flex uh, is also still up there. So you can get the replays of those Wednesday Night Flex with the Flex crew, uh, Nolan Hogan, the seed doing a good job with Cameron Parker. Uh, those guys working really hard for you. Okay, we Come back. We will discuss the big news of the day. Uh, they, uh, the Cardinals are expected to release DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and if he is released, we will discuss what teams will be in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. And also we have some uh, GM head coach and quarterback rankings. I call that the holy trinity of the NFL. <laughs> you want to nail those three. You get those three right, everything else falls into place. We'll discuss all of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. One of four nine the horn.